Welcome to I See Dad People, providing a voice to the modern dad around the world. Sharing stories, having a laugh, and cringing at Eugene's I don't know where he found them dad jokes. So let's go. Welcome to our Friday episode of I See Dad People. Today we have Michael Coles as our guest. And Michael has created an app called Choose Your Reader. So it's going to be pretty interesting finding out the motivation and thoughts behind creating this app. Here's a couple of clips of what to expect. I do that. And so I thought to myself, I'm not going to have a, a moment where I think, why didn't I do that? because the need is too obvious, the, the benefits are too obvious, someone else is going to do it if I don't. It was like, this was a thing that I could create and I could ultimately have my son understand that he was part of the creative journey, even at a time and an age when he couldn't communicate anything meaningful about that journey. Can you say something in an Irish accent? Oh, wow. Um, so I think the, the classic one that you're always going to get, I suspect, is someone that wants to say something like, top of the morning to you. We're looking really forward to having a chat with Michael. But before then, let's get familiar with Eugene and Stevie. Familiar? I, that, that sounds a bit like going out on a first date or something, Eugene. Jeez. I was watching this new show on TV, actually. I can't think of the name of it, uh, but it's very funny. Uh, I must try and find the name and share it, actually. Uh, it is, it's about a guy who, unfortunately, was his wife, but a year later, he's got two daughters, and he's going out dating for the first time. And uh, it's very funny. But the, it's, it's more funny for me because the guy who plays the character, he usually plays like... Uh, like the bad guy or he plays like really rough characters in in shows that I've watched and he plays the complete opposite character. It's very funny. I'm going to share it after the podcast tomorrow, but it's very good. Uh, I don't know if that, that, that completely derailed the conversation, but anyway, uh, how am I doing? No, I'm doing good. It's been a good week, you know. Um, you know, you might see that I, I, for the first time, I took my guitar out again uh, and I've been teaching uh, Saoirse. Me and Saoirse have the guitar out and uh, we're... Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're teaching her a bit of, if Colm's listening, a bit of skinny love. No, I'm not really, but we're doing Puff the Magic Dragon. Puff the Magic Dragon lives by the sea. I've heard that song <laughs> over and over again. So now I'm playing it on the guitar, but uh, also do a little bit of, you know, bit of. See the stone. There you go, Eugene. How are you doing today? <laughs> I have had a day. I've I've had a week actually. It's been it's been so um so challenging, very very tough with work, um, dad life and um obviously personal life trying trying to train and stuff like that. It's it's been hard juggling it, but uh, we we had great news um during the week. So there there was a a, a question over over Riley's hearing. So we brought him in to get a test on his hearing turned out absolutely fine which was great and then for the for the first time ever he he like spoke two words back to back it was like two shoes so he he um, approached savannah with two shoes and wanted to go for a walk so 
So I just so I just landed up right in front of her, said two shoes, which is absolutely brilliant. So look at even though times are definitely challenging and tough, it's, it's those little moments, like you know, those beautiful moments that you kind of hold on to and keep you going, you know. So yeah, no matter what hits me now this week, it doesn't matter because the little man just completely made my week. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, no, I had some good ones. As I said, uh, it's been kind of fun. We've been, um, we found uh, this website that does guitars called Lugs, I think. Actually, a, a lady at work was probably going to be listening, gave me a recommendation for this little guitar you can buy for three-year-olds. And so we're going to buy it for, for Christmas. It's actually, there's an electric version. Well, the neighbors are going to kill me. But uh, it's an electric version you can do, but it's not actually out till November. It, you, so I pre-ordered it and it's half price for a little tiny electric guitar. So that's where we're going to get her for Christmas. And because uh, she's been running around the house. She's making up her own songs now, Eugene, on the guitar. Like, I mean, she's not playing any real chords around, but she's playing away. But she's literally making up her own words to songs. It's shocking. She's literally coming in. She's got a song called I love you. I love you, daddy and mom. And that's just like out of her head. Like she'll just be running around the house with this guitar playing it. I'm, I'm so happy like with it because having her having the love for music and guitar is is a big thing as you know my my sister especially claire and my and my other my younger brother patrick play a lot of music they got guitars and uh, actually i my brother started college actually two weeks ago and it's all crazy because it's all work from home and stuff and uh you know um we had a really interesting weird moment where um you know, he 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 wanted to put his he, he's big into music and he records his own songs and he does everything. It's like it's, um, it's so great because I have a big passion for that. And I really want to one, you know, one of those passions I really want to pass on to Sirius's music because it really is one of those things for a lot of people. I think they can take them out of everything because when you're playing and you're singing and you're doing that, you're like completely taken out of mm-hmm. your of your day or your work. And so I think it's a really important thing if you can give your kid the option to, to play some music or play an instrument. It's always useful in life. Um, but anyway, so I, I'm talking to my uh, my my brother, Patrick, and I see the guitars up on the wall and he's got his acoustic guitar and then there's an electric guitar and I'm looking at the electric guitar and I'm like, is that my old electric guitar? And we said, yeah. He said, yeah. And he goes, it's still working? He says, yeah. And then the weirdest thing happened. So my brother is like, I think he's like uh, 19. He's probably going to kill me if I get it wrong. But anyway, but it turns out the guitar is 20 years old because I bought it when I was like 14 or 15. So it's over 20 years old. So the guitar is older than him. And that was the moment I said, I am an old, Beep. you know, I knew it at that moment. <laughs> wow, that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. 20 years old. Oof. I never knew that your brother was was 19, was that young. Wow. Yeah, we had, we had a large uh, gap um in age but yeah he's he's awesome he's he's an he's an awesome he's awesome mm. and yeah uh, yeah i remember he, meeting him actually yeah I met him down in kilmack yeah he's a really nice guy really nice guy yeah, enjoyed he, my time having a laugh with him i have a funny story for you actually <laughs> this is one you know every family has like some funny story about the kids you know and uh and um so anyway they, they came out to visit us and uh and so that we, you know, this is their first time in the States and actually brought my, my two parents uh, and my uh, younger brother, Patrick, came with them and he, they stayed with us uh, when Saoirse, a couple of months after Saoirse was born. And then so we went out to this, <laughs> we went down to this park. 
<laughs> and we got these uh, tamales. And, and, and so my, my family had never had tamales before, but there was a, a market the tamales right so anyway, we go down to this park and uh, we're sitting underneath this tree and it's got a horse chestnut tree right and uh anyway there's squirrels running around and anyway patrick's sitting there eating these tamale under this thing and anyway so all of a sudden anyway these this horse chestnut comes flying down by hits the table right in front of him. man he jumped out of it man got some fright and so he picks up his tamale and he walks away from over there and my dad being the the character that he is he picks up a horse chestnut and when patrick's not looking <laughs> he throws it at him <laughs> and i wish i could have got the, the my brother because he was like fucking jesus the fucking squirrels how did they get me over here he's just he's just like freaking out he's like how did they throw it this far and my dad is bent over laughing at him because he literally is looking up the trees can't understand how the squirrel managed to get him from there and this this, this we bring this up the whole time with him anyway but it, it's a very funny moment you know and, uh, yeah that's brilliant Ed. you can't beat that that um like you know, my dad would be quite similar. He'd he'd have he definitely have the same tricks up his sleeve as such. And I could just picture like when you were talking about your dad bent over laughing, I actually pictured my dad bent over laughing because he'd do the exact same thing. That's brilliant. What is it about dads? They're just the worst for that. There must be something in them that's just they're always looking to like pull one on the kids, right? Aren't they? Like, is that just a standard mm. thing? But I think we're always trying to look to, you know, it. I think it comes along with the old dad jokes as well. You know, there's a sense of something yeah, there. There is. There's there's a there's a quirkiness about dads, and there's there's a there's a warmness to them at the same time. And when you think about um, so many TV shows out there, like there's The Simpsons, there's um, there's there's Family Guy, there's American Dad, there's the dads in Modern Family, there's Hal from um, Oh yeah, Malcolm, in, Malcolm the in the Middle. Yeah, 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 and and they're so central to so many stories, and I think that's because they're they are such characters, or such a there's such a wide range of um, things that they bring to the role, you know. Um, yeah, people are just interested and fascinated by them. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's because they're they're just big children at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's isn't it isn't it weird when you become a dad, and then you think back to when you were a kid looking up at your dad, you know. And it's good to think about that because you know sometimes we're tired and we're human, right? And sometimes we can get annoyed or we can be tired or frustrated. But I think it's important to think about that because you know you think back to you know you know we all had that. Uh, I won't say fear, but we definitely there was a respect there and you know you kind of mm. <laughs> but i think it's also good to think back to you know think of those moments you know with your kids that you are larger than them you're ever and they they kind of do look up at you and mm. your little acts of frustration <laughs> can multiply in the eyes of a little one and i think sometimes that comes into my mind you know and it's like mm. you know especially when there's dogs barking and kids running around and then there's just things flying from every angle and you're just like what's going on and you have to take that moment <laughs> to not over overreact to the whole situation you know it's like put you yeah yeah it is mad like um you definitely painted a picture when you were saying like how how we viewed our fathers growing up like and you know my dad was always the hero to me and you know played football and stuff like that and yeah appeared so uh, appeared so big you know and yeah if we're gonna have to follow suit and you know be that be that strong person in your children's eyes 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think I was thinking the other day, you know, in the last couple of weeks, actually really been thinking of how much respect I have for my dad when he'd come home from work, could be starting at like 5.30, 6 in the morning, get back at 7, and he'd still go out the front and at the front of our house and kick the football around. And, mm. you know, you don't, you don't you just don't think about it till you're you're a dad yourself um, because you were thinking and you just took it for granted. You know, he'd go out there for an hour or two, kick football around you. And I get finished some days and I'm like barely able to see. I'm seeing double some days, you know, you're tired and you're going mm-hmm. and you're like, they were tired and they got up and they got out and they played still and that. And it's a whole whole new level of respect for your boat both my mom and dad for and, and my mom like reading stories in the nighttime you know whatever that was you know I mean the story is so important and I mean you'll get to see a little bit of it everyone with Michael uh, when we have a man in a little bit but I think you know yeah. I still remember I still have flashbacks of certain stories there's Enid Blyton uh, was was one of the others I always remember. She used to write books like uh, the Faraway Tree and uh, the Mad the Wish the Magic Wishing Chair. And I still remember pieces in that book. And I must have been like seven or seven, eight, nine. Like, and I still remember pieces from that book. And so yeah. the, those stories are so important. And and that time spent uh, um, spent um, in imagination, you know, in the imagination space with your kids, you know, and, uh, you know, some, some evenings it's just great. I'm sitting there and, and I'm coming up with a story and they're just hanging on the word, especially when you come up with your own stories. And then you go, and, and I was telling a story about the other day, because her big thing now is Puff the Magic Dragon. And so I was bringing Puff the Magic Dragon into the story and he was flying along and they couldn't find their water bo- uh, milk bottle and they couldn't find a milk bottle. So anyway, so anyway, I'm, at the end of the story, I'm like, and then he flew down and he saw the bottle and guess what was in it? And he, she just goes, milk? And I was like, yes, it was milk. And she's like, just going ecstatic. And then you go, and then they they picked up the bottle and flew over and they saw, I think it was a little boy. It was a little boy down there. They flew down. Oh no, it was a little girl. And guess what her name was? And then she's like, Saoirse? And I'm like, yes, it was Saoirse. And it's just like, the imagination going on, the excitement <laughs> is just brilliant. I know you've got that coming now in the next year. Yeah. But that is in. definitely one of my favorite things at the moment. Yeah, that's brilliant. And it's a it's a phase of Riley's life that I'm looking so forward to being involved in, reading them those stories, or even as you were saying, making up those stories. I think it's really important. It's uh, when I became a father. It's one of those things that that jumped out at me, one of those moments that I just knew I was going to enjoy and something I was eager to to try and experience uh, with Riley. So, yeah, you're after giving me some some good ideas. And um, what's pretty cool, actually, is what we've been talking about with these stories links in so well with our guest, Michael Coles. Yep. All right, should we head over to, uh, we should head over to Michael and, and get it going. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Welcome to I See Dad People today. Uh, today we have uh, Michael Coles, who uh, we got, I got the chance to actually try out his app. Uh, today, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Michael, and the app that you have out there? Oh, sure. So I'm a lawyer by education and by profession. 
and came to the idea of creating this app to share stories because of my, my son. And I was making up stories for him and he wanted me to be able to tell them again and again. And of course, as any dad knows that's made up a story, you really can't remember the details of the story you just created a day or two ago. So that got me into thinking about creating stories and storing them in a way that I could display them and, and have him even have access to them when I'm not around. And so I created this app, Choose Your Reader, that allows you to read a story that's an illustrated story, much like a book, into your phone. And then you can actually keep them there, but you can even share them. So you can email and a link and people can actually download your voice reading this story that they get to see in front of them as you're, as you're reading the words. Yeah, that's great. I, I actually got a chance to try it out. Uh, both uh, me and uh, Eugene are from Ireland, if, if, if we haven't got from the accent already. But uh, yeah, we've had family and I, I've actually lived away from, from home for 15 years. And so it's, it's, it's been difficult, but it's more difficult when you have a kid, you know, because uh, all of my family, I have a lot of brothers and sisters and my, my, obviously my parents. And so uh, we actually got a chance to try it out with one of my sisters, Claire, and she uh, did the book, uh, I believe the title, What is Love? Uh, or oh, it was yeah. about love, yes. And so she recorded it and then uh, it was a lot of fun. And actually what was really interesting is um, my daughter, when we, I read her my normal book or two, and then we finished off with, 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 with this book from Claire. And, uh, it was, it was fun to hear how the other, my sister got so involved in the story as well. It was, it was, it was really nice, you know, and even some moments where she kind of giggled and laughed, you know, about little things. So there was, it wasn't just reading the story. There was a lot more to it that I wasn't expecting, and it actually, you actually got uh, more involved and, and felt like they were there just for that split moment, which was really interesting. Honestly, it was super interesting because I was not expecting it to just get, get involved in it so much. So I have to say, like, uh, it was just a nice moment. And now the rest of my family are looking to do some recordings as well. Um, so I, I was just such a great idea. And um so, so your journey to that app, I, I know you kind of briefly mentioned on it. C can you tell us a little bit more about the larger journey of, of getting to that and, and really what was the inspiration and, and you know, what, what can dads take from what you journey you went to develop this app in your own life? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And, and how old is your daughter? Uh, three. Ah, so that's the, that is the perfect age to begin with the app. Um, so I was at the same point. So it was back in 20... 14 when I started just the idea of telling stories to my son and by 2016 I had come up with this idea of an app and it was all about first I looked online right because you remember the ad campaign that was out a few years ago where they said there's an app for that right yeah so there was an app for this idea I thought and I just went looking for it and I looked and looked and I just couldn't believe that in this era of communicating and and digital access and on demand that we didn't have that kind of access and exposure uh, to stories across the pond or wherever it might be that you've got somebody. And so I ended up thinking, okay, this doesn't exist. And over the years, you know, you're probably the same as me that you've seen an idea that you had that someone else had a similar idea and they ran with it. And you see that thing and you go, I had a similar idea five years ago, right? Why didn't I do that? And so 
I thought to myself, I'm not gonna have a, a moment where I think, why didn't I do that? Because the need is too obvious. The, the benefits are too obvious. Someone else is going to do it if I don't. And so that was my decision was like, this was a thing that I could create and I could ultimately have my son understand that he was part of the creative journey, even at a time and an age when he couldn't communicate anything meaningful about that journey, right? But he could be that inspiration. So I thought of it as both a gift today that I could be able to record my voice to him and share that, but also a gift tomorrow that he could see this thing and understand that he was the inspiration behind it. That, 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 is, that is an awesome piece. I, I mean, we actually, the podcast part of us doing this was a very similar reason. Uh, you know, we wanted to give dads advice and give a chance to, to you know, spread, but also part of it was, it's a nice thing to give our kids in years to come so they can, they can little understand us when we're this age and when they were three, they can listen back to some of the stories and some of the things that were going on. I think it's a great experience. So that just hit me there when you just said that it's, it's, it's such a great thing. You know, uh, the other night um, I was reading the same books over and over again. Uh, I was reading the same book and one day I was just reading the book and um, there's a TV show called PJ masks that my kid really loves. And there's three characters in it. So I, I saw the same reaction with the choose your reader moment, which I saw a few days ago, which was this, which was this. I was reading this book we'd read, uh, must have been a hundred times. It's one of our favorite books, and uh, and I substituted the character names for the characters in the TV show, and all of a sudden, you just I wish I'd had a, 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 a had captured the moment, but her jaw just dropped, and she just couldn't. She was trying to process all of this in her head. How was her favorite characters now in this book that she'd been reading over and over again? So it was like Olive, and we changed it to Catboy and Gecko. These characters in this TV show, and it just started something completely different in those moments and all of a sudden we got to the stage where she didn't want the book even she just wanted to hear the story about her characters and then we came across uh choose your reader and i was like there's just this this moment of all of this coming together and it was just it's just a lot of fun and it's really made her more creative and i think that's something you were mentioning it's it, her creative side is and we've seen her now starting to come up with her own kind of stories even this morning before the podcast she's changing things around herself uh have you seen a lot of that kind of feedback you've got from people who are using the app yeah absolutely it's so i saw that in my son but i didn't quite know what i was dealing with in the first instance um what in the beginning before even the app existed um the way that the stories would always be created is i would say to my son tell me three things you want in the story. And then he would come up with three things that might be related, might not. And then it was my job on the fly to build a story around it. So then over time, he got to this point where he created this, what I'm gonna call Bugs Bunny-esque environment, where he had a character that he had created, Mrs. Rabbit, and a character that he had created, Mr. Fox, and a character, Mr. Lion. And what he wanted, right? Little boys love this sort of big moment of combat. And so he wanted Mr. Fox or Mr. Lion to catch Mrs. Rabbit. And so it became this cat and mouse kind of experience with me and my son. His job was to create a scenario for Mrs. Rabbit with Mr. Fox and Mr. Lion. And my job was to get her out of it. And so, and you could see him 
believe that this was the moment when Mrs. Rabbit was really going to get it. And then she would get out of it and he would have this sort of moment of, I can't believe that that happened. But the next time he wanted to basically create an environment where that escape route didn't exist. And so it was this back and forth with me and him, which was just so much fun. And so that creative energy he has carried through so that even today, uh, you know, I'm a lawyer, right? So my job day in and day out is partly to examine whether it be contracts or, you know, statutes and cases and find holes and find places where we can nail down things that we don't want people to get out of contracts, right? So I do that day in and day out. Well, my son has now taken that on. And so, you know, we'll, we'll have games where he says, okay, you have to do this thing, but you can't use this or this or that. And so then it's my job to sit and figure out how do I honor the rules you just set and still achieve this objective and it's the same cat and mouse. I'm now effectively Mrs. Rabbit. <laughs> and he's creating these worlds for me to escape from. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing. And so then talking to other people, they're saying the same things that, that kids, when they're seeing these stories, there's a certain element that the story comes to life through voice. Mm. And that's really changing the way the kid connects to the story. Uh, because they're now separated from the persons who, whose voice they may be hearing. So they're already doing the imagining of the person now reading the story combined with the imagination of the story itself. And so I, I'm hearing that people are saying that it's creating this opportunity for the kid to build this rapport and connection to a person who, you know, may not be in the room, may not be alive today, in fact. And so that's also an awesome part of this whole experience is people building connections and maintaining them through this app. Mm. I, I think it's fascinating. Like I've been sitting back here and taking notes and a couple of things that you mentioned, in, in particular, gift today and gift tomorrow. And I was thinking about the, the different streams that can come off that. And I don't want to bring down the energy of the call, but even you know, living in a realistic world, you're, you're here today and you might not be there tomorrow. So I, I can see it growing as well. I can be lovely that, you know, living in a real world, like things happens and having those stories available from, from those really special people within your lives. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking myself, my childhood, my grandmother, she used to tell me some amazing stories. And unfortunately she's not here now, but imagine having those stories with you now and you're able to share them down through generations. Like that's, that's very powerful to have. Um, what, what steps could someone take in terms of starting to apply your app, to, to use your app and build these stories? Is there, is there any common place people can go to? Like I'm assuming Play Store, um, Apple, and is there a website available for people? Yeah, if you go to chooseyourreader.com, we've got a download link right there and you can download it and we've got a free trial. So you can check it out, make sure that you like what you see. Uh, and then we've got the ability, the thing that when I built it, I wanted to build it not just as a, a, an entrepreneur would build a profitable business, but rather as a dad that would create something for a kid. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of things, a lot of choices I made were very much dad centric instead of business centric. So we don't have ads, for example. I, I didn't want, you know, I, I take the position if I don't want you to market to my kid, I'm surely not going to market to yours, right? Um, we have an unlimited plan. Uh, everybody that signs up gets the same plan. I also, I, I, you know, when you sign up for a thing and it's like, hey, here's a little bit of it, but don't you want the platinum experience? And, and so I really wanted to strip out all of the salesmanship and just say, this is awesome. Use it, love it. Um, and so unlimited sharing, unlimited stories that you can read, storage. Um, so you could, if you've got a hundred books that you want to read, great. We'll store it all for you. Uh, if you want to move devices, we'll carry it forward from another device. So we really wanted to make it just a great experience and then let people just go wild, you know, read as many stories as they want. Um, I, I, one question someone asked was, well, gosh, I don't know that I have the time. And I said, what's crazy is that we've got stories you can read in three or four minutes, right? And because the power of story and the power of voice, it doesn't require that you read you know, an entire chapter of some major piece of, of literature. That two to three minutes, that five minutes is an incredible moment for connecting. And so we wanted to have really short content and some longer form content for people that want to read something more, a more lengthy piece. So, so it's interesting with, you know, uh, you talked about a persistent, a little bit of persistence in your story with the, the Miss Rabbit, I believe, and the lion and the, I forgot the other character. The lion and Mr. Fox. And Mr. Fox. Uh, so there's persistence. So I'm interested, no, you, you hear, you heard the story of teaching that like, you know, even in those scenarios, uh, that's what I was imagining in scenarios with kids where everything just seems like there's no way out. And you're giving that option. If you keep looking, there's 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 all, there's a way to get past almost every challenge. Um, I'm sure uh, coming from a um, startup background myself, and uh, actually for, for many years, what kind of was one of the more challenging pieces of it? Was there mo- what was your biggest moment where you're like, oh man, I, I don't think I can keep going with this app? And how did you how did you get past it? And you you launched it. Did you have that moment? Oh yeah. it's not a startup if you don't I don't think Um, so I would say I had two big moments the first was I hired a developer because I'm not a a tech developer by any means Um, I'm fairly tech comfortable but I'm not at all capable of creating something like this so I hired a developer and said here we go and you know put a bunch of money into it, several thousands of dollars. Um, And I hit a point where I was probably about 15 to $20,000 in. And we had a prototype that just didn't work. And it wasn't ever going to work is the way it looked to me. And part, you know, and part of it was that I was creating some new technology. So nothing like this had ever existed. And so I took about two or three months and said, uh, what am I gonna do here? Maybe this isn't functionally possible, right? It may not be the developer problem. It may be that I'm asking for something to exist that can't. But I just, I sat down and I said, okay, forget about, I don't know how to be a developer. Just say out loud in a normal sort of uh, plain language way, what would have to happen? that isn't happening right now. 
And the piece that I hooked on was file formatting, which is something that I know very little about, but at least a little. And it occurred to me that I needed to really drive through a file format. So what we did was I went to a different developer that I got a referral and I said, I want someone that you know is good, that's completed a project and, and you've seen the work and you know that they've done a great job with it. And I said, okay, here's the challenge. And I described it not as a pure user experience, because I think the challenge there is to just take existing technology and try to smash it into an app. And I said, no, here's what I need you to be able to do. Forget the, for the moment, the user experience, let's describe it from a back end. And once I got there, my second developer was able to knock the thing out in six months. Uh, whereas I had spent a year with my first developer trying to frame it from the wrong side. And, and to kind of loop back with the, the story of Mrs. Rabbit, one of the things that I learned in that process with my son was that you have to sometimes turn the situation on its head in order to be able to see the real problem because you see it from your perspective. But if you could, if you could walk around it and look at it from the other side, it would make a lot more sense. And that's what I did. That's, a, that's an awesome story. So when we go through these, these projects as such, and especially when the driver and motivation is coming from the, the love of your son and you know, you're wanting something to be there for your son. Um, did you find during the journey that it, it um, heightened or, you know, brought you even, even closer to your son, which you thought was impossible? You know, sometimes that can happen when, when you're going through journeys like this. Did you find that happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, you know, I'll tell you a story. <clears throat> so um, I said to my son that we were, he and I should write a book. So he had gotten to the point where the sweet spot for Choose Your Reader and its current structure is really three to seven. And so as he was getting to seven and thinking about reading on his own now, I said, well, here's what we can do. Now that you know how to read, why don't you write a book for kids that are learning to read? And in the beginning, he wanted to create something that was sort of, you know, off the wall, out of this world kind of an idea and I said, but here's the thing to remember. Millions of kids are going to read your book. And his eyes just lit up at the prospect of millions of kids being able to read something that he created. And suddenly he got serious about it. And on my Instagram feed, there's a picture of me uh, and you can't really see me, but you see my son standing in front of the television. And I was working on a Mac and I was basically broadcasting as he was telling me the story, I was dictating it and he could see the words appear on the television through the Apple TV. So that picture is on our, our Instagram feed. And the funniest part about it, I think what I said in the Instagram feed was something like, you know, be prepared for your kid to critique your work <laughs> because there were moments when he, I would type and, you know, I'm, I'm adding a little bit of connective tissue to the story as he's telling it, but he would stop me and say, no, 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 that's not, that's not it. <laughs> that's great. Edit that. Uh, so it was amazing. It was that right there was just one of the most enjoyable experiences I've ever had. 
Wow, that 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 is that is that is such a great journey. I, I mean, when when you when you see these apps that people have gone through, and a lot of people don't realize. I, I used to be a developer for a long time. I'm a product manager now. So when you were going through the scenario you were going through, I was like, oh, I have seen that so many times. That the, the the thing, you know, and uh, and having come from both sides of the fence, right, being the developer versus now being the product manager, looking at the problems uh, and trying to get into the problem space first before getting into solutions but it's just super interesting and the fact that you're passing that on to your kid it, it's not only about development but that's that's everywhere right and i've just seen that common theme around there's just it's much more than just a story it's it's life lessons and and teaching them in a way that's fun it's just it's just super uh, super interesting and um you just don't see that journey always when when you yeah. see these apps you know you just say oh it's an app you know but when you hear the journey sometimes people went through to get there it just it creates a bigger connection to just something that's on a store that's you download and you put it on there right it's it's just right. super interesting yeah um i'll uh we, we will we'll talk a little bit and we'll share of course uh choose your reader and everything in our with our with our listeners it is however talking about uh, uh those moments it's time for a couple of uh eugene's dad jokes so be prepared Right. Uh, don't worry about if you don't you don't have to laugh. Uh, Eugene has over our last couple of episodes has has had to build up some really good sound effects because of these jokes. So, so don't worry. I don't know where you found them. Hello, darkness, you used to have better jokes before you were a dad. Really? <laughs> Ready for act? Let's go. Why are pirates called pirates? Because they are. <laughs> That's good. I went to the doctor the other day and I said, Doctor, I'm addicted to Twitter. The doctor said, Sorry, I don't follow you. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I didn't sleep well last night, so I made my coffee this morning with Red Bull instead of water. Well, I was only halfway to the store before realizing I forgot my car. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! all right all right um so i think uh, it's time this is one of our favorite pieces uh which is um was eugene's uh brainchild which was the rapid fire question round um it's a lot a lot of fun so eugene i think it's time for you to kick into the rapid fire question round are you ready TV, start the clock. Michael, who is your favorite TV dad? Oh, gosh. Um, As bad as it sounds, it's probably Peter Griffin. What's your favorite day of the week? Oh, gosh. You know, my favorite day of the week is probably Wednesday. And here's why. Um, Wednesday is the day. I'm, I'm very much into productivity. Wednesday is the day that I get a chance to take stock of what I've done. And it gives me a very specific finite window for what I want to do next. Mm. Right. It really is this bridge moment. Uh, you've climbed up the hill of Monday and Tuesday and you're looking down at Thursday and Friday and maybe there's a lot to do. You know, a lot of people look to Friday as sort of hooray for the weekend. And I see Friday as get it done before then. 
that's potentially the best answer we have ever had to that question. That's something yes. I'm going to take and do myself. Thank you. What's your favorite city in the U.S. besides the one that you live in? All right, so I'm going to give you two answers. Um, there's the heart tug that says, so my son and I, we don't live in the same city. We live a thousand miles apart. Uh, and so you can see why the app totally makes sense in my life. Mm. So my favorite city is the one where he is, right? Um, and so when I think about that, now when you think about, okay, but it's my personal time, what's my favorite city? Um, I, I am a huge wine guy. And so mm. Napa, Northern California, the wine country, love it. Uh, so I, I always love going out there when I get a chance. Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott? Ooh, um, <clears throat> I'm going to say Dak for two reasons. Um, one is obviously he's going to touch the ball on every possession. Uh, but then number two, he is a guy that runs the ball and throws the ball. And so in, in the context of an offensive game that it is today, you've got to be, if you can do both, you're a dynamic weapon. Yeah. Do you have a nickname for your kid? Uh, several. <laughs> so whenever, you know, we talk on the phone, I, I always call him big guy. Uh, so, yeah, I, and I give him that. The other thing I, I call him, he doesn't like for me to call him that, uh, is I call him sport and spark plug. Uh, so he doesn't like those two. He likes big guy. He doesn't like sport and he really doesn't like spark plug. <laughs> Who is your favorite superhero? Oh, that, that is a question. My, my son and I talk superheroes all the time. And I was a big comic book guy when I was growing up. Um, I was always a big Iron Man guy. Um, I, I loved the fact that Tony Stark's character was the brains behind the brawn mm. and he wasn't brawn unto himself. What is the best app on your phone besides the app that you created <laughs> <laughs> the second best app yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i won't use my my beta testing version of the same app either that's my favorite. Um, right. best <laughs> i would say the app that i just get so much use out of across all the things that i do is dropbox yeah. i I'm a huge Dropbox user. So I love Dropbox across all of my activities and endeavors. Brilliant. Can you say something in an Irish accent? Oh, wow. Um, so I think the, the classic one that you're always going to get, I suspect, is someone that wants to say something like, top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> yes it is oh i love it I'll, i have i have a wonder can you read a line from one of your books in an irish accent is there a line that stands out from one of your books oh wow um all right let's 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 try this i, I i'm gonna see if i can read it to you in an irish accent and uh, so first of all let me tell you which story it is um, so we've got on the app, we have a bunch of different content, a lot of it that I have written. Um, and then some of it is, you know, mother goose and things like that. I just wrote a story, uh, maybe six months ago, 
and it's called The Penguin and the Prince. And I made the story up about uh, basically a, a prince with a princess and she loves penguins and she has a penguin who's her best friend and the penguin and the prince compete for the princess's basically, you know, favorite status. Okay, so here we go. When she sees me, she smiles. But when she sees me, she laughs. <laughs> yes. That is brilliant. Love it. Oh, that's great. What What is your favorite childhood TV show? Oh, gosh. Um, you, you're going to think this is perhaps the craziest answer that you're going to get. Um, I loved Hogan's Heroes. La last question for you, Michael, then. What is your kid's favorite TV show? Oh, man. So he watches, I mean, right, right now, actually, uh, he has really gotten into the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. No, that's yeah. good. Star so, Wars. It's a Star Wars. Uh, okay. the Disney Plus. I'm giving all these shameless plugs here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Two years down the line, it's like, and the new Disney show is from Choose Your Reader. <laughs> Where's it going? Uh, so, uh, file system supported by Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> do you want? Do you want to give us a little bit of uh, just to our listeners, just how to get what? What would be your one tagline for Choose Your Reader, and then maybe the website for everybody, just to kind of finish up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tagline for Choose Your Reader is taking the power of your voice and our stories forever. All right. And the, the website, choose your reader, all one word, dot com. Great. Well, it was, it was so great to have you on today, Michael. And we'll of course be sharing out, um, sharing out your story and your app and everything with our listeners. And you already have a fan base from my family, at least from, from the app. So you, you did that. And Eugene has one other yeah, yeah. I haven't downloaded the app yet, to be honest. I have a crazy 20-month-old boy that's running around the place. <laughs> but it has definitely wet my appetite to uh, download the app. Um, obviously, my, my family is over in Ireland, same as Stevie's. So I'm going to get the guys to download it over there. And we're going to try it out. And I'll uh, drop you a message and let you know how things are going. So thank you very much for all of that information today. And um yeah, it's been been really cool having you on the show. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. You guys have a great podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michael. Have a, have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. Take care. Thanks for joining us today on I See Dad People. If you would like to check out the rest of our podcasts and be the first to hear our new ones, you can visit us at icdadpeople.com or follow us on Instagram at icdadpeople underscore official. And we will see you next time. And remember... I see dead people, I see them all the time.